launched Deep Hire back in 2017, had some co-founder issues that they've worked out now. Now they're focused on getting a 10 grand a month in revenue, currently doing a grand per month. That's a hundred, that's eight customers paying about 150 bucks per month. They've raised about 85 grand combination of angel money and grants to scale it. Team of two in Ohio, again, building Deep Hire, much easier to use uh, software for recruiters when they're looking to capture video content from people applying and so they can get through it quickly and only invest in those videos where there's true promise in the first minute or two. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Stephen Gates. During college, he went through 24 hackathons, 200 job applications, zero callbacks, and made a recruiting hack. He was basically a VC firm awarded a grant, plus they raised some pre-seed to launch their current company, Deep Hire. They're 1.5 years in, they had no traction, pivoted to video interviewing platform from Pilot Feedback, and now they're closing paying clients, won another grant with Angel Match within two months, and now focus on getting to the beautiful $10,000 per month mark as soon as they can. Stephen, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's do it. All right. So where are you at today on that trek to 10 grand a month? So right now we're doing about 1,000 in monthly recurring revenue. That's great. So let's break down kind of the backstory here. The first thousand can be the hardest sometimes. So when did you actually launch the company? What year? Uh, so we launched in 2017. I think officially we incorporated in April 2017. So that's right after that whole hackathon stuff. Um, and then since then, we actually had three co-founders. Uh, we did the whole summer thing, right? Like get a, get a house together. The three startup bros do the whole, the whole shtick. Uh, by the end of the summer, it turns out we only have, uh, we had to get rid of one co-founder. So I was going to say, how, it's like the hunger games. How many, how many founders survived, right? Yeah, exactly. Two founders survived. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was, that was one good learning, by the way, it took longer than you would expect to like actually make that clean break. It took way longer than you would expect. Why, Stephen? Why did it take longer? But then after that, uh, during that time, um, the founder relationship—the it wasn't like a super clean break. Right on the relationship side, it got a little bit, um, you know, a bit ugly. And then just because back then we we're really bootstrapping. I mean, even though it's like thirty-five thousand, like nothing though. Is that right? is that what you guys had raised from grants and stuff? Thirty-five grand. Oh yeah, thirty-five grand total. So that's what that's what carried us to to last week. And last week was when we closed the fifty thousand, kind of like. Bridge round. Oh, congrats! Now, was that it? Was that equity or debt or venture debt or what? Uh, which one? The thirty-five. The or fifty. The fifty. It was twenty-five thousand convertible from an angel, and then twenty-five thousand from a grant award thing that I had to go through. Oh, that's great. Okay, so about eighty-five grand into the company to date, which is which is nice. So, congratulations! You're feeling good. You have some extra runway now. What now? How much runway though? What's the team size say? Is it just you two? Yep, just us two, and we're hiring. So, there's a few specific programs around here that. Um, we can hire some interns for especially cheap on our end. So we're experimenting with that, but two co-founders and then any interns that we can get. Yeah. So I want to walk through kind of how you're doing this because a lot of students or people stuck in corporate are listening going, okay, like how do I jump out and do what Steven's doing and get my first grind of revenue? We'll come back to that in a second, but first give us some product context here. What's the product do? Yeah. So are you curious about the whole pivoting structure and how we pivoted or as of right now, where we're at? Start with where you're at today and we'll go backwards. Cool. So today, um, so just like how we're Skyping right now and you do a lot of these podcasts every single time, right? So imagine if you could automate yourself out of it. So you just have a list of questions and you send that out to people. They kind of log on, click your invitation link, they log on, they answer the questions on video, much like I'm answering your questions right now. now I know you're being a bit creative and you're asking your own questions, so you can add those as well. So that's basically what we're doing for recruiters. Recruiters, they're little professional networkers, right? They do 30 minute phone calls all day, every single day. And a lot of those phone calls, if the candidate is just, uh, they're like prospecting. So if the candidate just is plainly not a good fit, 
first two minutes, you can kind of tell. You can't just hang up the call and go on, right? You got to stay out through the call the entire time. So that's the huge time savings. That's why that's really the, one of the biggest value props for a recruiter is, hey, use Deep Hire, fill out your screening questions on this interview link, send out the invitation, people log on, answer your questions on video, and then we and then you get back the results and video profile, and then we do some extra stuff to uh, some extra recruiting specific things to kind of help the recruiters uh, drive client decisions faster. Yeah, so like the candidate can basically say, okay, first question, tell me about yourself. The candidate can look at their webcam wherever they are in the world, <clears throat> answer it. That video gets uploaded, and then your recruiters can kind of talk amongst the team, like on the sidebar on their back end, about what they thought about that that candidate. Is that right? Yeah, hundred percent. And then the other key part, the killer whole thing because there are other apps that do that other web apps other companies that do that uh the reason why i think we're getting traction why people are responding really well now is because we're focused on the uh the 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 client and the recruiter relationships so there the for the client you know some guy that hired the recruiter to fill a position uh this client's like a vp of sales let's say and he's high he needs like an entry entry level sales rep he's got 10 priorities hiring for that sales rep is like his 15th priority right he doesn't want to take the time to do it so, and then, but for the recruiter, closing that placement, that's a $5,000 check for the recruiter. So he cares a lot, right? I mean, that's his revenue. That's how he makes money. That's his business. Yeah, that's interesting. So we do stuff there to automate and kind of do a drip campaign to the clients and get them to respond and kind of teach them along, get feedback from them. What, and that's like those two combos. What are people paying on average per month for this? Uh, they're paying $150 per seat per month. Okay, $150 per seat per month. And how many customers have you scaled to today? Um, so that'd be, we're around like eight or eight, eight or 10, eight or okay. 10 seats. About eight seats. Great. Yeah. So I, I can have, that's where you get the thousand bucks a month, eight times about one fifty, right? Right. And, and how, so walk me through how you got those first eight. I mean, are you just hustling? I mean, literally, how'd you find the first recruiter that started paying you? So literally find, so we found a lot of recruiters that are willing to mentor us and kind of give feedback in our local network. I mean, you know, a lot of people say that your first sales come from your local network. We found a lot of people that are willing to mentor us, which is great, but we found no one that was willing to actually pay for it, which was a little bit less great. Um, so to literally find our first customer, uh, she's awesome. We love her. Her name is Suzanne. She's in, she's in London, actually. And we found her by going to Facebook groups. And there are specific recruiting groups. Each of them have like 20,000, 30,000 people in the group. So uh, some of the groups, they do stuff like feature member of the day. Right, kind of like you do, where they talk about, you know, they're, here are their metrics and here's what they do and here's what they focus on. If you have any questions, reach out to them. So that's what we did. We reached out to every single person that they that they had featured. Um, we got a lot of calls out of it, like a really, really high response rate out of it because obviously they want to talk. How did you get their emails? Uh, they, it's, part of, it's part of the feature, man. Oh, they got just it. post a little image that says, here's Suzanne Letting from K. She does XYZ. This is her phone number. She's interested in, you know, ABC. Interesting. Okay, very good. So it's a lot of those uh, cold Facebook message them, set up a call, set up a demo right after that. And then usually because the people on the groups, they're they're much smaller deal sizes. You know, at max, it's like a it's like a boutique firm with like 10 recruiters. So in terms of, you know, selling, it's a pretty small deal size, pretty small customer. So their decisions are way faster. The first customer we closed in like a week, I think. That's great. All right, let's go back to the, the kind of the founding story here, right? So like getting out of the gate. So first off, when you raise the first 25 grand and now obviously you've just raised additional capital, um, let's go back to when the other co-founder was still there. Did you guys just split it right down the middle in the bro house? It was 33, 33, 33? Yeah, we, we started out, I think, with like um, Russell and I, equal partners. And then the third guy, he had like 25 because we had done some legwork before then. But then he said, well, so like, yeah, okay, sure. 33, 33, 33, right down the middle. 
Okay. And then, so, okay. So when did you realize it wasn't going to be a fit? Like did the, the third one just like stop like responding on Slack or he stopped being engaged? What happened? Um, so there's, there was always like red flags, right? Like, but back then Russell and I have the mentality of, well, we can work through it. Right. Founding is like a marriage. By the way, back then we didn't even know what an LLC was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was the first learning. We learned what an LLC was. Then the day after that, we learned what uh, equity was. Day after that, we learned how it was a vehicle to take a thirty-five thousand dollars check. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that—that's—that's that's the mind frame that we were in. So now, though, being more experienced and looking back, we can kind of tell, like, oh shit, those like no fucking way would have worked. Did you have right? vesting so schedules? The, what was that? Did you do you know about yeah, vesting? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, yes. Okay. Which, by the way, back then didn't know what a vesting schedule was, right? So that was totally because of the incubator we worked with. Their template had a vesting schedule built into it. So that the, obviously gave you a forcing function to be able to kind of essentially push this third guy out who wasn't contributing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and he was there for less than a year. So the one-year cliff, you got all the equity back? Um, yeah, we. so we did it. That was the one sucky part. There was no cliff, but we we're on vesting schedule. So they vested quarterly. So I think he had two quarters that he vested. I see. So he, he's still kind of on the cap table, kind of silent partner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Makes a lot of sense. And then uh, the other big question here, um, and this is kind of sensitive, so you don't have to answer, but it would be valuable. People never know what to pay themselves in the early days, especially when they've raised like 20, 30, 50 grand. I mean, so how do you and your co-founder pay yourself? Uh, So we do moonlighting. So we just do software consulting on the side, or sorry, we used to do software consulting on the side. Now that we're kind of making money off of this, we want to kind of go full on and bootstrap a bit further or whatever. Um, But as for paying, like, I don't really, if you've got 35,000 in the bank, I mean, as your pre-seed investment, I don't think that's worth paying you for because that's, that's if you pay yourself even 10,000 bucks for the year, then that's actually with taxes, it's like 7,000 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like- So you didn't pay yourself. Back, you, you just did consulting projects on the side. Yeah, exactly. So we, we just did software consulting on the side, which is, I also think early on, that's really good to do because it just exposes you to more people. You get more chances to pitch your product and you kind of develop relationships with people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. So what's the next plan? How do you get to 10 grand a month in revenue? So 10 grand a month in revenue. Uh, one, we're really, so we're trying to fill in the market uh, gaps left by competitors and really hitting hard our differentiation and the, te- the, the gap that they're leaving. So one gap is on inbound marketing. All of them, all the competitors right now, they're like slightly older companies uh, they don't really quite get inbound yet. So we're going to be hitting inbound like 10x. You know, I think I think we started the whole thing, the whole inbound stuff this month, and we're already putting out 10 content pieces. Next month, I think we're on track to putting out 30. Month after that, we'll start carrying podcasts and video. You know what I mean? Yep. So the, the whole inbound machine, I think is really going to be really, really, really big for us. Um, the other one is through just some lead generation software. It's like nothing special. It's just some lead gen software. Name and one you're going to start with. What was that? Name the one you're going to start with. The lead gen software? Yep. So we're using something called GrowBots. Have you heard of them? Yep. 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 What do you think of them? Good company. Yeah, it's great. Look, there's a ton. This space is very commoditized. There's a ton of companies like that. So hopefully that one works well for you. Uh, yep. Listen, that makes good sense, man. Let's uh, let's wrap up here with the Famous Five. So actually, you just gave me kind of your uh, tool that you're using. That That's good there. Talk to me about your books. So any books you're reading? Um, Any books I'm reading right now? Yeah, Honestly, like favorite business book. Uh, favorite business book. Um, so number one favorite business book, I would say how, how what was it called? How I raised myself from failure to success in sale and selling. I think. Okay. I think that was by far the best book I've read. Great. Number two, is there an under the radar CEO you're following or studying? Um. 
So I follow a lot of CEOs, right? Like a lot of them. Name one in Ohio that we wouldn't know. Uh, one in Ohio. Uh, the GrowBots guys are kind of good, but they made an extension in Ohio. I mean, Root Insurance, they're fucking great, but their CEOs aren't really doing a lot of out like PR stuff. So it's kind of hard to follow them. Uh, overall, though, so David Doggins, I don't know if he counts. Have you heard of him? No, what's he, what's he the CEO of? Uh, Goggins LLC. I don't know. So he's not <laughs> quite like a traditional CEO. He's He started out like Navy SEAL, some like the classic super, super incredible story. You know, he was like 300 pounds when he was 22. By 24, he was in the Navy SEALs. You know what I mean? Like super yeah. inspirational type of guy. And he's like the most dedicated, focused person you'll, you'll ever see, like honestly. And he just now had his sights on like as of six months ago on creating a personal brand and doing that whole thing. So I'm just curious to see like how a person like that attacks the business world and all the branding stuff and like you know what I mean because yep. he's like he's seriously ta- he's very he's very tactical. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, David Goggins, that's good. Number three, your favorite tool. You're working on Growbots. Let's go to number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, if I'm really focused, I'm doing everything good. Eight hours. If I'm being less focused, then like four to six. Okay, good. We'll maybe call it six, seven ish, something in the middle. And then situation: married, single, kids. Uh, uh, girlfriend, no kids. Not married. Okay, so not married, no kids. And how old are you? 23. 23 as of this month. Yeah. Congrats. Very good. All right, Steven, take us home here. What do you wish you knew three years ago when you were 20? Uh, when I was 20, uh, use a cliff and, um, don't, don't forget about what you're good at. You know, keep doubling down on what you're good at, but also keep working on finding your weaknesses. Guys, use Cliffs. Remember what you're good at. Launched deep higher back in 2017. Had some co-founder issues that they've worked out now. Now they're focused on getting a 10 grand a month in revenue. Currently doing a grand per month. That's hundred. That's eight customers paying about 150 bucks per month. They've raised about 85 grand combination of angel money and grants to scale it. Team of two in Ohio. Again, building deep higher. Much easier to use uh, software for recruiters when they're looking to capture video content from people applying and so they can get through it quickly and only invest in those videos where there's true promise in the first minute or two. All right, Stephen, thanks for taking us to the top. Love it. Thanks, Nathan.